talking jack all these lies you were talking yes all these lies you were talking oh all these lies you were talking right could i see stop soaking propane to the mess that keep burning talk of the truth with your lies you're reversing shadow in the shade and i keep on dirking
was fucking insane dog and um so i just want to go ahead and jump straight into it so let's tell you know tell the audience a little bit behind yourself who is brady who is greed what's your background story where do you hail from what's going on oh what's up guys uh my name is brady i'm from dallas texas um 
mean, there's really not much to it other than that, man. I make house music, breaks, uh, very inspired by the UK-based vibe. Um, been vibing to that since, like, 2013 when I heard uh, the Taiki New Light remix of um, Breach. Uh, the song is called Jack, and I heard that in a Chami mix, and I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? I gotta, like... Nice. I gotta get on this right now. So, I don't know, I've just been making... I've been making music for a while, and uh, that vibe just really resonated with me, so I started trying to, like, put my own little spin on it. Super sick. So, um, do you have a, a musical background of sorts, or did you just listen to that and was like, fuck it, I'm picking up a doll, and I'm gonna start making music like that? Nah, um, my musical background's kind of weird, man. I, uh, I was in choir when I was a kid, um, just in my school, and, uh, so I was in choir for like a year and the voice lessons coach also taught guitar lessons and I had gotten a guitar for Christmas one year. So I started learning how to play the guitar. I was awful at it. I never really practiced and I kind of hated the thing, but, um, you know, that sort of stuck with me a little bit. And then, uh, just kind of like as time moved on, my taste in music changed. Uh, I went to EDC 2009, I believe, the first time it was ever in Dallas. Nice. And I thought it was like the sickest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. So I went and uh, picked up DJing on like virtual DJ. Then after a while, bought some CDJ 900s and a DJM 800, which I still have. Um, and then started trying to learn how to use like uh, Ableton, then switched over to Logic, and then just all through college, kind of just messed around and, you know, started taking it seriously about two to three years ago, but I'd had years of experience with the programs and everything, like, leading up to that point, so just kind of a culmination of practice and time, more than anything, Definitely. and then just all vibing with that style. So as far as, like, a, a music theory side aspect to it, you kind of more so, uh, more so with uh, audio clips, or wh how does that go? Um, so, like, I've picked up bits of music theory over the years. I, I understand it, like, to the... I have a functional knowledge of it. I don't really have, like, a theoretical understanding of it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, like, I'm, like, a really, really, really good chemist who, like, learned how to do chemistry in his garage with spare parts and like household chemicals you know what i mean Hell yeah. but like over time i've refined my knowledge of my craft so you know my stuff sounds kind of raw and uh i don't know it's, it's just kind of a. have always been more focused on sound design so once i figured out how to do sound design and keep sound design like keep my sounds in key that way it's, you know then i moved on from like that to like clip warping and like you know, getting my clips to sound in key, but as far as doing it all by ear, I, I have, like, kind of an ear for it, but not not as much of one as you think, man. It's it's a lot of just, like, trial and error on my part. Definitely. I totally understand that. And that's a, you know, quote to all you new music producers out there. Just fucking go out there and do it. So um, your, your alias, Greed, what's the story behind that? Did you have any previous aliases before that? Any previous musical projects that you were working on? Um, you say you were, you were influenced by the UK bass. Does it have anything to do with that or what? Yeah, so it's like, uh, it's kind of a culmination of like a lot of things, you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's like a weird 
philosophical connection that it has to a lot of different stuff. So, like, one thing was I had watched The Wolf of Wall Street, and I was, like, very inspired by, like, the the just, like, total degenerate fuckboy nature of everybody <laughs> in that movie. Nice. And... I was like, oh man, like all these people are so fucking greedy. Like they're they're all just like the worst people ever because of this like one character flaw that's just absolutely destroying their their lives and everything around them. And you know, I also wanted to start. I, I've I've also had like a very um, business minded sense about like doing music and stuff. Like as far as putting in the time and everything, it's like I clock in and I clock out almost. It's very methodical in that sense. Mm-hmm. So I used to be in a duo called The Corporation, which, you know, still exists. And, like, we have unreleased stuff that's, you know, still waiting on a release even a year later. But, um, uh, and that was kind of the, the thought behind The Corporation. Is I was like, yo, we're going to, like, incorporate this shit. It's going to be, like, a serious thing. And, um, you know, then Z moves on to other stuff. I moved on to other stuff. And I just kept doing music. And uh, so I started a solo project, which is, you know, inspired by, like, the horrible nature of people totally consumed by, like, a single-minded ideal like greed. And then also um, it, it's, like, the, the poking fun part was it's just me. And so, you know, that's it. It's, like, my own horrible nature, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, Kind of like yeah. a like a one of the seven deadly sins almost. Um, yeah, yeah, almost. And then pretty much, and it's like kind of that was like my frame of mind, which is like sort of stupid and horrible to think about. But then <laughs> also like it's kind of tongue in cheek, you know? Yeah, most so. definitely. I totally understand that. So you said, um, you know, you're mostly influenced by a UK bass, and we definitely hear that in your mix. Um, what what exactly? What was the, I mean, Tyke New Light, that, that mix he did, what exactly, you know, what, where is the passion at in that? Have you spoken to any UK artists before? Um, have you kind of picked their brains and just decided? I mean, do you feel like you would ever move out of that genre into something else? Or what do you think? Um, well, it's, it's not really like... So, you know, someone's like, oh, like, I like dubstep or I like whatever, I like this and that. Yeah. And they, they like, like, the, the, so, like, someone who's into dubstep likes the headbanging nature of it, like, and, and maybe the sound palette, but more so, like, the vibe that they get from it. I'm, I'm, like, very sound-oriented, so I noticed, first I noticed it coming from, like, Taiki, because he's been innovating since day one, huge inspiration you know, amazing producer, and he just dropped an album, which everyone should go check out, called Murky Manor. Um, Definitely go listen to that album, because it's amazing. But uh, every single one of his sounds are, like, very interesting, and they have, like, cool movement, and they sound kind of, like, sad and hollow, but, like, they paint a picture, and it's kind of that, like, rainy day vibe, UK garage sound mixed with, like, hard-hitting, like, heavier bass. But it kind of, like, stabs at you. It doesn't, like you know, hit you in the face. And so I like that, you know, I like that controlled blow, like, you know, just sticks in your gut sound that you hear in those artists. And, um, you know, I've talked to, so like artists I've talked to, um, and have like a pretty personal relationship with. So I've obviously 
obviously I'm good friends with a guy named Arbs, who's the label manager for Punks, and that guy's helped me out a ton. Um, uh, I'm me and Claire are both pretty tight with the Tangu guys. So Chris and Kenny, if you're listening, mm-hmm. y'all rock. Nice. Um, and they've got like a very fun, high energy sound that they've kind of made their own. And then, um, you know, good friends with Left Right. Like he's put me on a lot. Now he's not from the UK, but he's part of that whole world, which is super helpful because his network has been instrumental in me being able to like collab with Dread MC and, you know, get my stuff out to the people that would appreciate hearing it. But then um, also on that note, like, people I've talked to but don't have like an ongoing back and forth with would be like uh, Freddie Martin. I've spoken to him briefly. We've had a couple exchanges. Um, nothing in the works yet, but hopefully soon. He is just like absolutely insane on the sound design front. And um, then uh, Zero. I've had a brief conversation with him about some stuff before, but you know, also another guy who's innovating super heavy on the sound design side doesn't sound like anybody else, has a totally unique style, totally unique sound, has an ear for, you know, just good rhythms and hard-hitting bass. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's kind of the thing that the thread that kind of unites all of us is, like, we all like good rhythms that sort of sound a little dissonant, but then also have, like, are tied into hard-hitting bass sounds that don't, aren't that, like, typical, like, headbanger, fuck you sound, you know what I mean? They're, they're yeah. more... I don't know, it feels more, more thought-provoking to me, so. For sure. So let's uh, let's segue into uh, your tracks there. Um, what what did you present to us? Are they uh, out on any labels? They were fucking all super awesome. You want to talk about those for a little bit? Yeah, so a bunch of those are unreleased, actually. Nice. Um, uh, I opened up with Rock Hoppa, which is a track that I wrote over the summer. Um that came out on Broken Conspiracy Volume 2. Got a bunch of really dope support on that one. Uh, AC Slater actually played it at the Night Base release party in London Sick. on the live stream, which was super ridiculous to watch. Um, a buddy of mine from the UK actually called me while it was going on and was like, yo, what are you doing right now? Are you watching the live stream? And I, I was like, nah. And he told me to turn it on and go to the timestamp where they played my track. And I was just like, what so that, that, that was kind of surreal um i played i think i played everything off of yeah i played everything off of uh the forthcoming broken ep which is coming out in like two or three weeks i think it's coming out on the 29th um mm-hmm. but it's been bumped back like twice so i could be wrong about that but look for that um definitely be spamming those links when it gets dropped um i played some unreleased collabs with junk food which uh, they were supposed to come out by now, but um, I think they're going to be on a tons and tons compilation now. There was some reworking with that on the release. And then uh, played the Boss remix that me and uh, my boy Brent did. And then uh, played a new track that I just finished like two days ago called Ripped Rhythm, which is super secret and uh, only like three people have actually heard it. So Nice. That is awesome. Oh, yeah, I played uh, the collab that I had with my girlfriend, uh, Claire. We uh, we got supported by Minu Lang on that one, which was super tight. And that came out on 440 like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. That's fucking crazy. And 
like how does it feel to have a like a girlfriend that's a producer as well because that's some mind-blowing shit and i don't think i've i've seen a producer couple before want to get into that a little bit um so it's really cool man like you know she'll come over and want to like just post up and work on music sometimes which is great um because that's like what i want to do but then it's also cool because uh it i think being on the same brainwave is like sort of what what is like the thing that connects us is that like you know she she'll want to produce and i'll want to produce or you know she'll want to go mix and i'll we'll just fuck around and play back to back for a little bit um and just practice but i think it's really helped both of us out because uh you know she makes more like uk garage inspired stuff and i make more like uk bass inspired stuff yeah but when she wants to get nasty and make bass like she can throw down so it's really cool to just be able to like learn from somebody who's also exploring the exact same world that you are in terms of like, you know, everything from sound design and, and like, you know, forward thinking music to like actual artist connections and support, you know, whenever we work together, you know, we, we create some pretty sick stuff and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of nice. It's fun. Yeah, dude, that sounds super fucking awesome. Honestly. So you were saying previously that uh, you had a little bit of experience. You you mess around with Ableton and Logic. So do you have a particular DAW that you uh, you love using more out of anything, or do you use one DAW for one thing and one DAW for another? Do you think it matters which DAW it uses or you know people use in order to make music? How do you feel about that? Um. So I mean, I'm I'm kind of an Ableton Live Ten fanboy. I actually got into the beta by like just total coincidental chance. I totally like fucked around on my application to be on the beta and they like accepted it, which was weird. Nice. But, um, yeah, like basically I did a collab with typo who actually is in this radio show too. Um, I don't know if he's played already or if he's coming on next, but, uh, we did a collab, like I want to say a year and a half or like two years ago. And, I was like all ready to use logic and stuff. And I was super stoked because he had been kind of making some super sick bass sounds at the time. And, uh, I knew a lot of like the processing and everything that goes along with like the back end. So I was real excited to get to writing with him. And, uh, he's like, okay, only condition though, if we're going to collab, we're going to be using Ableton. And I was like, <laughs> I had Ableton, but I was not a fan of using it at all. And so, essentially he forced me to learn Ableton and I've just never looked back since. And it actually helped my workflow out a lot. I love Ableton now. So total convert over here, but yeah, I, I'm getting that a lot from everybody I've been interviewing so far, but Hey, fuck it. Whatever, whatever floats anyone's boat. Hell I'm an Ableton head myself. So are you, do you like, uh, use the stock plugins, any BSTs you would recommend to aspiring producers out there? Yeah, so, like, if you're just getting into things, obviously, Massive is great. Serum is also great, but uh, with Serum, you've got to be, like, you've got to know how to make Serum not sound like Serum if you're going to use it, because otherwise you can sound like everybody else, and yeah. nobody wants to sound like, you don't, you don't want to sound like other people, you know? You, you want to sound like you're inspired by people, but you don't want to sound like them. So, definitely got to do some extra work on getting Serum presets to sound right. But, uh, yeah, like massive serum. And then, uh, I've actually been getting into FM8 recently. Um, mm -hmm. for like those weirder UK bass sounds that are, that essentially 
you can modulate the frequency per like on different keys and on different uh, on different notes. So I could have a sound that is it's all the exact same patch, right? But as I like, walk up the keys, it different parts of the effects chain or different parts of the oscillator will trigger and it'll make it sound almost like it's out of key or like it's another instrument playing. So it's, it's kind of cool to do that. That's but I'm dope. still a new FM8. So. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. I never fucked with that synth. Um, so what advice would you give yourself maybe five years ago or to the up-and-coming um, producer of any genre? Like, if you could go back and be like, yo, do this one fucking thing, what would you do? Um, switch to Ableton and <laughs> be comfortable using loops and stuff. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of, like, woulda, coulda, shoulda things, but... I mean, just putting it out there, when I started Splice and, like, Sounds.com and, you know, Sample Phonics and stuff like that, they were not a thing. So if you, going and looking for samples was, like, a huge pain in the ass. And I was in college and, like, graduating high school at the time, so I did not have a whole lot of money to go blow on, like, you know, $30 here for this sample pack. And, oh, it's got, like, 150 loops, and that was so sick. So me and all my friends used, like, Pro Audio Torrents, but really all you could get off of that was like crappy 2012 dubstep packs and like, you know, banging electro, you know, big room house packs, which were just absolute garbage. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's a whole lot of advice I could give myself because, you know, there just weren't the resources when I was coming up. Right. But just Ableton probably. I'd say. So you're definitely, at this point, you're okay. You don't think it's uh, cheating, as per se, to use samples and or loops created by somebody else? Because I know there's a lot of producers that are very particular about creating everything from the kick to the sub-bass to the synths, and I'm just like, dude, you just wasted fucking seven years on a track, but you're obviously... I mean, yeah, are you trying to write a song, or are you trying to, like... Yeah, I, it, it kind of comes down to the person, you know what I mean? Like, what are you trying to make? If you, if you want something to sound exactly the way, a certain way, then make it. And, like, trial and error, figure out how to make that sound and then save that sound. But if you're like, I need a kick and a hi-hat loop, and I need it to be, like, this kind of sound, then, you know, find one-shots, find samples, sure. But, like, if you find a loop and the loop does 80% of what you want, just, like, gate the loop, slice it apart, and, you know, throw it in your track and see how it sounds, and then just tighten it up from there. Like, I don't have a problem doing that at all, and that's actually, you know, it's actually a lot of how I make my hat, is I will go and I'll find, like, two loops by, you know, so recently I've been using the, the Vellum pack, and if you don't know who Vellum is, look up Vellum, that's V-E-L-L-U-M. Um, super sick uh, bass house producer out of the UK, but... Um, okay. He just released a sample pack on Splice. Uh, and what I've been doing with that pack is I go through, and it's really wonky how he does his hats and his drums, and it doesn't always fit with what I want to do. So I'll just cut out, like, little sections of it and then make my own hat and, uh, like, percussive loops in Machine or, like, in any other sequencer. Mm -hmm. And then I take my loop, and I will I'll gate his loop. I'll gate, like, the Vellum pack loops. Or like arrange them as uh, like drum samples, 
in like little blocks and stuff. And then I'll um, have my hi-hat loop like riding underneath it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's yeah. lots of creative ways you can do drums. And I feel like a lot of people don't really explore the creative ways that you can do drums until they're like way later into the game, which I don't know, should do that earlier because it's important. Greed out here giving you motherfuckers secrets. Y'all better be writing this shit down. So, uh, <laughs> so you said that uh, you had a couple of upcoming projects. You said one with junk food um, that's in the works, um, some unreleased stuff with the corporation that's still looking for releases. Um, what else do you got upcoming? Um, so, like, the, the corporation stuff and the, the junk food collabs, those have been done for almost a year. <laughs> um, we've honestly just been waiting for them to come out and, um, you know, just label label stuff like changing distribution or um uh you know in stranger's case love the guy but he is doing tons and tons all by himself so it's a lot of work to run a record label and then when it's just you like you know you're you're gonna put the you you'll have like a massive queue of artists that you've queued up and when they start finishing content you put together a release schedule and some artists are going to get pushed back and yeah. You know, some people are get real frustrated about waiting for their tracks to come out, and I just say, be patient, man. Like, you know, drop them when they drop them when the label is ready, and you know, when you're ready to drop it, don't don't rush it. So right. And uh, you got any any other tracks that you're working on? Um, anything else that's probably coming out before the year is up? Or uh, I think I have like three. I actually can check like right now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I've got one with uh, my buddy Brent, a.k.a. BTW. Okay. Um, I have one with CLB, which is still kind of in its infancy right now. And then I have um, one with my buddy Arbs, which is also in its infancy right now. So, yeah, like three collabs left for 2018. And then, you know, who knows? I might write more, man. I, I wrote this ripped up rhythm track or whatever in like a month, maybe, maybe a month and a half. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I'm vibing on it, I can work real quick. So fuck. Yeah. So are you excited for the next year or what? I'm sure you got, I don't know. The world is your oyster. You know, what do you think 2019 is going to be looking like? Oh man. I don't know. I, I hope, uh, so I broke the threshold for like, what I wanted to do this year, which was I wanted to make 10 tracks and I think I'm sitting on like 15 right now. Six. Um, completed in 2018, which is super awesome. So next year I want to, you know, work, work on more stuff, finish more tracks, um, you know, get on bigger labels. Uh, so yeah, I just got to keep honing it and keep improving. And then, uh, hopefully some of these bigger guys will bite and I'll, you know, get on a, some, some big shows, so. Fuck yeah. So, um, if you could recommend a couple of artists to come on Third Coast Base Radio, who would you recommend? Um, definitely Nick P. Uh, definitely, by the way, uh, BC Dubs is, I've been working with him super heavily a lot. Guy is amazing, amazing talent. Makes everything from chill, uh, lo-fi, jazz funk records to like banging bass house and breaks so you know 
he's got a pretty versatile sound that he sticks with and you know i think you guys should definitely host him next if he's if you taking requests Hell yeah. Yeah, we had Nick P on our last show and he fucking destroyed the shit. Even Saturate noticed, which I was pretty excited about. Um, and BTW, looks like we're coming for you next. Um, so I guess to, just to wrap it up, so if anybody wanted to find you on social medias, Instagram, MySpace, Vampire Freaks, whatever the hell, where can they find you at? Um, SoundCloud slash Greet Music Official, all one word. Um... Instagram, Greed Beats, un- well, Greed underscore Beats, and then, uh, oh, yeah, check out my MySpace page. <laughs> uh, I forget what my Twitter is. Hold up. I think it's Greed underscore Music, so they're all different. I probably should have tried harder to make them all the same, but, Yeah, I fucked yeah. up doing that, too, man. It's pretty hard, but Third Coast Base Radio, you can find that pretty much anywhere, but with my metaphysics shit, it's it's all over. I totally understand that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, man. Yep. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show. Your mix was fucking insane. I can't wait for everyone to hear that shit first here. Um, if there's any last thing you want to say to all the listeners out there, now's your time, boss. Um, Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Thanksgiving if it's not already past that time when uh, this mix drops. Fuck yeah. We're looking to drop right on Thanksgiving Day, so, you know, people are going to be getting high right after eating all that food and hopefully listening to this shit. Yo, thank you so much, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Yo, so that was motherfucking greed on the beats. Up next, we got your boy Typo doing some fucking crazy bass things. Check it out. Get the, 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 get the,
fucking mix was absolutely insane uh we got cameron stratton here otherwise known as typo here in the mix and uh we're just gonna jump straight into it so who's typo who's cameron what's your background story where do you hail from um who are you yeah um so i'm from south carolina originally um i'm from a small island called Hilton head there um I grew up there. I was actually born in Virginia, but I, I lived there like pretty much since I was a baby. And then I came out to uh, to Dallas after high school to go to school. And then, um, yeah, I just ended up staying out here. There's just tons of opportunity, tons of awesome music. Um, my people are out here, like my friends, you know, just, um, you know, life really kind of took off for me once I came here. Um, just with how, like, how much there is to do. I love this city. Um, everything's super accessible and, um, and yeah, yeah, that's where I'm from. Fuck yeah. So South Carolina, I mean, were you there? Like, did you, did you figure out that you had a passion for music there or was it when you came to Dallas that you realized that you wanted to do music? Um, I don't know what the hell's out in South Carolina to be honest, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, not, not much, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I've, I've been in music. I found my love for music very early on I was um I've been making music probably for like 15 years or so um before I found probably like 15 years before I found um actual electronic music production but like shit like I played I, I played my first instrument was uh, I wanted to play cello at my school but they wouldn't let me play cello until I learned violin so I learned violin and I played cello for like five or six years like in my school orchestra <laughs> Like, me and my homie just, like, love that. It, it's, like, I don't even know. The, the cello was just such an attractive instrument to me. Like, it was cool. It, like, got me out of, like, some classes and shit. I got to, like, hang out in the band room, you know. And, um, yeah, that was, that was like, really where I got my start. Um, was just playing that and, like, screwing around, like, making shitty beats on, like, Garage Band or whatever and, like, listening to, like, hip-hop and, like, and all that. And then, um... Then I, like, started playing guitar. I got into some bands, um, just kind of, like, with my homies, not, like, really anything, nothing serious at all. Like, we just jam, and, like, that was always kind of the goal, like, was just, like, I just, like, addicted to, like, learning how to jam, or, like, I wanted to, like, just be able to hang out, like, play music. And, um, yeah, that was really, like, where I got my start. Um, and, like, I, I really just got, like, took took guitar really to heart, and just, like, would, that was just how I spent my time. Like, I'd just come home and just sit up, like, in my upstairs room, just, like, fucking trying to make something happen for, like, hours, and then, um, once I, once I came to college, or, like, kind of, I'm trying to think when it was, probably, like, junior year into senior year, and then, like, senior year coming into college, um, I heard, like, dubstep for the first time, and just heard, like, bass music, and just, you know, electronic music past, you know, like, the big room like yeah 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 kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. and um that just that, that just like flipped everything for me like it was just like so new and so different and like 
I just didn't know anything about it. And I'm from a small ass town. Like I graduated in a class with like sixty kids. Shit. Twenty of those kids I knew since twenty of those kids, dude, I knew since I was in first grade. So it was like real small, you feel? <laughs> and um <laughs> yeah, and like so I was just I just wanted to get out of there. I wanna like go to a city. I wanna like you know, just kinda go do some different shit. And um yeah, man. And then once I once I got to school, like I met all these kids from like California, and they're like all banging dub deck and like showing me all this crazy shit. And I was just like, um, I mean, that was it, man. I went to Identity Fest. That was like my first festival. And um, I remember walking up. I think Datsik was the first set I ever saw. Nice. R.I.P. Yeah, he fucked <laughs> but, uh, himself. fucking sex man it's it's crazy because i came from you know a musical background as well choir band all that shit i was a metalhead but then as soon as i discovered electronic music that was fucking it for me man so i totally understand yeah. those feels so um typo uh it's it's on all capital letters so i'm assuming that's an acronym what's in an acronym for what's it stand for how'd you get your name uh you have any aliases before that what's up with your musical story um, man, nothing really, I mean, nothing really before typo. Um, typo is an acronym for, uh, take your pants off. Um, <laughs> which is just like, shit, I don't even know how that came around. I think, you know, when we were like just partying and like just being idiots, like when I started the project, like two, two and a half or whatever years ago, um, it was like something like we just say when we were partying, like, Hey, take your pants off. Like, Hey, go crazy. Like, <laughs> some just stupid shit like that. <laughs> And um, I think it was my homie Chris actually was like, yo, dude, like, take your pants off, P-Y-P-O. And then we were just like, yo, like, that's kind of dope. And then, like, um, typo, like, kind of became, to me, I look at it as, like, you know, typo is, you know, in, a, a mistake that you make unintentionally. And that's something that everybody does. Um, and it's not, not necessarily, like, there could be, you know, there's, you can almost still be understood through your typos. And it's like, you can be understood through your mistakes. And I just, it just kind of became more and more to me, like the more I kind of let it, let it fit. Um, but like, if, if I knew like, I'd be having this like, you know, more conversations about typo, I probably would have tried to come up with a cooler name or something. But <laughs> I like it, man. I think people fuck with it. Um, you know, that's like, that's kind of my shit. I, I really, I really like, um, I really like where it is right now. Sex. So, did you have any uh, any previous music aliases before that, or is that your first moniker? That was my first one, man. That was my first one. Um, like, I was never really releasing. Um, I wasn't even really like producing or like making tracks or anything. Like, I, I was like, I have a bunch of like original music I play on guitar, but they're more like just like jams, you know, not even like anything I would call like a song, like. But, and, like, that was all just, like, under, you know, it was just me. It was, I was never even, like, trying to do anything with it. It was just sort of fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to get a fucking typo acoustic set on our next shit. <laughs> So uh, you said you Y'all said. Want that. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that uh, you know Datsik and Rusko fucking blew your mind. What what other artist in the industry was like your major influence? Because I hear your tracks and it's definitely heavy bass related. 
Um, so who, who else influenced you to become or to inspire the sound that you create today? Shit, man, like so many, like so many, so many people. Um, I think Euphoria Fest was like where I got like a really good variety of artists that I had never really seen. And I think G. Jones was probably like someone that after, after that, I like really had uh, an idea of what I wanted to do. Like that was when... I remember watching his his show and just thinking, holy shit, like, that's that's what I want to do. Like, I want to be that guy. And, like, I want to, like, fucking figure out how he makes that shit. And just, like, the way, the arrangement and the way it sounds and just, like, the vibe. Like, everything that I, I think G. Jones does is just, like, the sickest thing ever. I just We just saw him in Dallas last week with the Ineffable Tour. Fucking insane. Just fucking so good. Like, I love that guy to death, man. Yeah, um, that tour was mind-blowing, for sure. What's up? I'll say, yeah, no, that tour was just absolutely fucking insane. Best show of 2018, point-blank period. <laughs> yeah, like, hands down, man. That, it's, like, unfuckwithable. It's just so cold, man. I love that dude. But, um, I mean, honestly, my friends right now are, like, the biggest influences on me, at least currently. Like, I, I just, like, gotta give a shout-out to, like, fucking all the homies they're absolutely destroying it right now i'm like so fucking stoked to be able to spend my time with such talented cool dudes like then we're just friends man and like that that's like such like just so beautiful to me you know that we get to all come together through music and that um you know like i feel like almost all the relationships i have now are like the closest ones are, are through music and um yeah shit, i kind of got off topic but yeah man like <laughs> rambling <laughs> no dude it's all good that's what we're here for man um so uh you say that you were making a bunch of you know shitty beats in garage band i think i was doing the same thing on fl what was known as fruity loops back then but uh what doll are you using currently uh would you say that your doll makes you or you make the doll um what do you think about that um i mean i'm, I'm an ableton guy for sure um I've like I, I I've screwed around on on Fruity Loops back when it was Fruity Loops too. Um, outside of that, I mean, I don't really I have an allegiance to Ableton just because that's what I use, <laughs> and I guess what my friends use. But um, that's a good question, man. I think that I think some dogs have um, certain characteristics that others don't, and have other you know just stock effects and like other kind of workflow things that others don't. And for me, like I think it was. Uh, Chris Lund, shout out left right, told me that that just everything you, you have everything you need in um, in Ableton to make you know to, to make a professional quality track, and that like really changed a lot of things for me. Like um, you know, just getting to know all the stock effects is like just like my lifeblood, or like what that was like the ultimate. That's what changed a lot of things for me was like understanding kind of what those things do. And um, but no, man, I think that I think that. Um, a lot of people's styles come through in the DAW. Um, like, I know some people that use free loops, like, it's almost like you can kind of tell it was made in free loops. And, like, Ableton, it's, like, same for each DAW. Like, I feel like, um, like, Logic has, like, makes the drums sound a certain way. It might all be totally in my head. I might be just, like, completely talking out of my ass. But, um, you know, like, I think that, um, I think that the producer makes the DAW for sure. I think that, um, you know, any good producer can pick up relatively any doll and within you know a couple hours you figure out the basics they're all they all do essentially the same thing they do the same thing but yeah right 
So um, let's talk about the tracks you just dropped, man. Them shits was flame sauce. Um, uh, where'd they come from? How did they come out of your soul? Were any of those collaborations? Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that first track was um, my collab with Designer Toys. We work, uh, we work on a lot of shit together. I think probably half of those tracks in there are collabs with me and him. Um, and one, one actually was um, an ID from him. I got to give him a shout out for that. <laughs> nice. um, for the plug on that one. But yeah, like we, um, yeah, me, me and Designer work super well together. That first track is um, A Flip of Fourth Dimension by Kids Who Ghost, who's Kid, Kid Cuddy and Kanye West. And um, I'm a big, big, big fan of both of those guys. And that track, like when we heard it and that album came out, we were just like, yo, we gotta, we gotta do something off this album because, I mean, like, it's just like, it's, it's, it's poppy, like in the sense that a lot of people listen to it. Um, and we just wanted to kind of hit it with our own spin. Like, we'd love to play something, play something out that people can recognize and resonate with. And then, like, but still, you know, can go hard, you know. And then, um, yeah, most of, most of those tracks, um, I mean, all those tracks came out this year. That track, Get Back, um, is one of the favorite, like, my favorite tune I've ever made. Um, you know, that one just came together, like, super, super quick. And then um, that one, like, I feel like I really kind of, hit my own sound like um you know i felt in control of what i was doing that one more so than some of my other tracks and then um so yeah i left out a few of my other tracks like tunes i make um i like making house music and like some groovy shit um but um i'll always be like prefer bass over anything but um yeah man they're they're great tracks that the last one that i closed it with no cash um, has just gotten hella, hella plays, and that, like, just blows my mind how much people have fucked with that one. That was actually a remix we did um, for Toys. He did, like, a remix kind of competition thing a couple months ago, and we just we entered it. We didn't even get in it, but, like, that thing has just, like, is probably our most successful track for sure. That's fucking awesome, man. So um, what uh, what upcoming projects do you have? Are you working on new tunes to close out 2018? Uh what kind of shows you playing? Uh, I heard something on Twitter. Nick P said you guys got some saucy back-to-backs happening. What's going on with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, we got a lot going on. We're fucking busy as hell right now. Uh, but, like, yeah, me, me and Nick P, are, um, we're getting some stuff together. We're going to be playing at Lights All Night um, this year. Get your tickets. Come through. Um, we play on Friday. Um, and, yeah, we have, we have some awesome stuff in, in the works for that. That's going to be... That's gonna be really special. Um, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just excited to really, really have, uh, you know, the what's it called, like the just the opportunity to, to play, play a proper show and to play out, you know, a more, more um, selected set rather than you know, just DJing somewhere or something. And um, yeah, man, lots of, lots of projects. I got something I'm working on um, with like Harry Wayne. I got something, another one with Designer Toys. I got a single myself. I'm trying to wrap up here before the end of the year, and then um, yeah, we got we got we got some we got some things that we're working on. We're working on some things. Shit, let me tell you what. No, um, that's fucking awesome, bro. So, um. Another question. What advice would you give yourself, I guess, probably five, ten years ago? Or what advice would you give to the aspiring, up-and-coming, 14-year-old music producer that wants to do shit right the first time? What, what would you tell them? Mm. Mm. 
Well, the advice I give myself would be just to start producing music. I'm always kicking myself in the head for not starting sooner. Um, that's just so important. Like, so much of it is just how much time you put in it. That's almost that's almost the exact, like, all it is. It's just a matter of time. And, I mean, obviously some people are going to learn faster than others. But I think my biggest piece of advice is just the faster you can adopt a learning mentality, um, the better. And to understand, like, to, the more you understand exactly what you're trying to achieve, like, it'll, it's easier to, um, you know, to, to get that result versus just trying to, like, make everything a masterpiece or make everything, you know, you'll have, like, this kind of wide idea, like, I want this. And there's so many steps that leads to that, that it's, like, the better you, you know, can understand, you know, the more willing you are to learn from, like, the ground up you know, the better, the better the roadmap is to, to that result. And then, um, shit, man, I just don't, don't give up, do it for the right reasons, you know, love it, have fun, man. Like that's the most important thing. Have fun straight up, you know, don't take it too seriously, you know, take your time, enjoy your friends, enjoy like, you know, accept feedback, you know, do you, man. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. So, um, if you could recommend anybody for this show, who would you recommend? Shoot. I mean, I gotta plug my boy Designer Toys. We work on so much shit together, and that guy's putting in hell of time. Some of the new shit he's working on is crazy. Obviously, Nick P, but he was on here last last uh, show, I believe. Yeah. Um, shoot, my boy Toto, dude. Um... Owen, man, he's the, he's the boy. <laughs> that guy's insane, man. He's probably the most technically skilled of like any of our homies, and um, he's got a release of 1788L, um, and that just blows my mind. He's, it's like some of his shit is just so fucking good. Like his kicks, it's like everything's just hella quality, man. His mix sounds, um, and, and he knows what he knows what he's talking about. Like it's it's like it's not so much of a conceptualization conceptualization conversation like he actually knows like technically like what the hell is good and um man he's a beast i definitely i definitely recommend him to the show fuck yeah we're definitely gonna try and reach out and get them on this show um so i guess uh, i don't want to take up too much of your time but if anybody wants to find you on social medias where the hell can they find you i'm trying to look your myspace up what's up hit me up hit me up at uh pretty much everything slash feel some type of way um, soundcloud.com slash feel some type of way. Um, just at typo. That's me. That's feel some T Y P O. What's up? That's feel some T Y P O way. Yes, sir. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Well, guys, y'all heard that shit here first. We got Cameron, aka Typo, in the mix. Shit was super sex. Super honored to have you on the show, man. Thank you so much for your time, bro. So there it was, y'all. Third Coast Base Radio, Season 1, Episode 3. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, Vampire Freaks, Zanga, whatever the fuck. Hit us up. Third Coast Base Radio on everything. Blah!